0: In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options.
1: I'm Eloise and I work as a higher education champion for the University of East Anglia. In this episode, we'll be talking to Vanessa Anderson from the apprenticeships team at Cambridge University Hospitals. Vanessa was interviewed by my colleague Rupert, who also works for UEA. In their conversation, Vanessa discusses the nursing and allied professions apprenticeship pathways at Cambridge University hospitals. These types of roles include nursing in paediatrics, adult care, and mental health, as well as midwifery. Vanessa discusses the application process for the NHS, including advice on having an interview for an apprenticeship.
2: I'm joined today by Vanessa Anderson from the apprenticeships team at Addenbrookes Hospital in Cambridge. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vanessa. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your role?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I am the apprenticeship programs and levy manager here at Cambridge University Hospitals, which is a combination of Addenbrooke's Foundation Trust and the Rosie. I lead on basically all things widening participation. That's work experience, apprenticeships, outreach programs. So anything to do with careers in the NHS,
2: my team and myself deal with. Vanessa is joining me today to talk about the nursing and allied professions apprenticeship route at the Cambridge University Hospitals Trust. Could you tell us about what types of professions come under the term nursing and allied professions and how they might differ from other pathways?
1: The nursing pathways, there are uh, multiple different avenues that you can take for nursing. So there's the traditional registered nurse route, which you could either take in paediatrics, child nursing, adult nursing or mental health. Once you've gone through those pathways, you could then work in community nursing, research nursing, you could become a theatre nurse or other specialist nursing roles. Obviously, not forgetting our um, midwifery pathway as well, which is a registered profession. There's also a new profession called the nurse associate otherwise known as TNA, um, training Trainee Nursing Associate, that is an apprenticeship as well and also leads to registration with the Nursing and Midwifery Council. So it's a very, very diverse profession, nursing. As if you've ever spoken to a nurse, I'm sure they will let you know that. Allied Health Professions, there are 14 different um, professions that fall under this. Radiography, Dietetics, Occupational Therapy, Operating Department Practitioner, uh, Orthotic, Um, physiotherapy, just to name a few. And these are there to support patients on their journey. So very often a patient that may be um, travelling through the trust will actually come across a number of different allied health professions to help them on their progress to recovery. So if we think about occupational therapy, they will be there to work with the individuals to make sure that they can cope at home, whether they need to use walking sticks or or other aids to help them recover and get over um, their, their pathway, as do physiotherapists.
2: Brilliant. Thank you for clearing that up. So there's loads of information there. What I'll do in the podcast description is put a link to your website so there's more information that people can have a look at there as well. So what types of strengths and skills would be ideal for someone choosing to go down this pathway?
1: I think working in a healthcare sector, um, everybody needs to be caring and compassionate. And that's not whether you're just in a patient-facing role, but actually if you're in a non-patient-facing role, you need to be able to understand that patients need support, somebody may need a little bit of extra time you could simply be walking through the concourse um, moving from one meeting to another and come across um, perhaps a patient that needs to be directed to a clinic appointment it's being able to take the time and care about individuals I think that's probably the most important thing um, to meet our values of safe kind and excellent a good time keeping skills is very important obviously we work very long shifts very long days and you can imagine if you need to be here for eight o'clock in the morning morning or seven o'clock in the morning to relieve a night shift that potentially have been working for 12 hours straight they really want you to be there on time and and not pitch up late so it's about good timekeeping skills it's being prepared to be flexible obviously we know in a recent pandemic with um, covid the trust has had to be incredibly flexible as have all staff members. So it, it's being able to change and adapt and, and, and move with the times as well is, is incredibly important.
2: You may have touched on this already. Could you give us an example of some of the types of apprenticeships that you offer at Cambridge Hospitals?
1: We have a range of both clinical and non-clinical apprenticeships. So thinking about nursing, science, allied health professions, as I just mentioned, pharmacy, mammography. Then obviously for our non-clinical areas, we've got administrative roles, finance, engineering. We have carpenters here. We have plumbers. Actually, Cambridge University Hospital is, is like a mini city. So almost if you can imagine a, a role, they probably exists here in some shape or form. And we probably have
2: an apprentice working in that department. So we tend to hear a lot about students being interested in nursing apprenticeships, especially. Could you give us an example of some of the alternative specialisms, such as maybe occupational therapy or physiotherapy, and whether an apprenticeship is a good route into these professions?
1: There are many, many professions, and and I'm sure I wouldn't give justice to them all um, within the NHS. If you were moving away from nursing and we're thinking about the allied health professions, there are 14 different roles within the allied health professions. And they really are diverse. It covers art, therapists, drama, music music therapist, speech and language therapist, podiatry, orthotics, prosthetics. So I think sometimes it's about having exposure to the different types of roles. You don't really know what you don't know. And so it's very often it's about us um, as an organisation being able to reach out to schools and colleges and say, you know, have you ever thought about becoming an art therapist? Have you ever thought about uh, dietetics? So if anybody is interested in these roles, then speak to us about work experience or some of our insight days and, and perhaps we can help you with that. But it is amazing the different types of things that you can do. And also within science as well and the sciences.
2: What are the entry qualification requirements for some of these apprenticeships? Can students apply straight from school after doing GCSE? or is it more beneficial for them to study a science A level or even a healthcare subject at college before applying?
1: Very much depends on the apprenticeship that's being applied for. If we're looking at a school leaver that's applying for one of our entry level programmes so perhaps an administrative role a level 2 or level 3 which is the equivalent of GCSE A level, then generally speaking there's no real entry criteria. We're expecting an individual not have any skills or knowledge within that area and we will take them on a journey and develop them and that also includes maths and English ultimately no, you can come and join us straight from school and move on to one of these direct entry apprenticeships however if you're moving on to a degree apprenticeship then you will need to have maths and English GCSE C and above so new language I think that's four and above and or a functional skill so if you don't have a GCSE functional skills qualification at level 2 would suffice for some of the degree apprenticeships you will need to have a level 3 qualification, which is equivalent to 120 UCAS points. However, for some of the degree apprenticeship, if you've actually had a period of working knowledge and time, you can then progress straight on as long as you've got your maths and English. So it's really variable.
2: Brilliant. And if you don't have the experience of qualifications to apply for one of the higher level courses, what alternative foundation courses are there?
1: The Healthcare Support Worker Apprenticeship, many, many trusts offer this as an apprenticeship and it usually sits at level three and that will gain you access to a vast majority of degree apprenticeships. There's also something called the Assistant Practitioner Apprenticeship and that's at level four, finishes at level five, but starts off at level four. And so for some individuals, that's a really nice vehicle to take them on to do a degree apprenticeship because you have a foundation degree and then you can access whatever apprenticeship it is that you're looking at 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 that higher level, at that higher degree level.
2: So one thing that we're hearing again and again through this series is the importance of being passionate and having some work experience as well. Does the Cambridge Hospitals Trust have a work experience scheme?
1: But yes, we have a wide range of work experience and work shadowing opportunities. We also have a range of insight programs, as do many NHS trusts. So I would advise anybody to apply to their local hospital about their widening participation schemes and work experience schemes. Generally speaking, most trusts will offer these to their local schools and colleges. Certainly here at CUH, we are always oversubscribed for our programs. And so we only take um, individuals onto our programs from the Cambridgeshire locality. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, I live in Bedford, what should I do? I would recommend that you contact your local trust because they will be able to help you.
2: Where is the best place for people to look to see current apprenticeship vacancies? And is there a specific time of year when certain positions are available?
1: It very much depends on the apprenticeship that you're thinking about. So I would always recommend you have a look at the trust website to see what current vacancies are being offered at any particular time. It's also worth contacting the apprenticeship teams find out what apprenticeships might be in development. If somebody's thinking about a particular degree, maybe they have something in mind and they want to do nursing or they might want to you know become a physiotherapist I would also suggest speaking to the universities to find out what employers they work with which employers they work with and also they should know when those employers are looking to recruit so what their next campaigns are going to be so universities are, are very very helpful and very often will direct applicants to myself so that's probably also a very good starting point.
2: One of the huge benefits of doing an apprenticeship is the chance to earn a salary as you train could you tell us a little bit about the starting salaries that different apprenticeships offer?
1: Again in every apprenticeship it is very different um, and that's the, the beauty of an apprenticeship it's tailor-made for an individual so each standard and um, each role will be very very different but generally speaking for our direct entry apprentices so that was those apprenticeships that I talked about at level two level three if somebody doesn't have the skills and knowledge there's maybe coming straight from school or maybe coming and joining us from a completely different career pathway the starting salary would be approximately 11,000 pounds a year and that would be be for a fixed duration of time. If you're moving into say the nursing apprenticeship or a degree pathway then the normal starting salary is around about £18,000.
2: With any apprenticeship there will be an element of studying as well as being on placement. Generally how does the studying part of the course work?
1: Every apprenticeship is very different. Some apprenticeships will require one day a week attendance at college or university. Some may require slightly more than that. Some will have block learning, some will have placements, shadowing activity. Generally speaking an apprenticeship works on the fact that you will spend a minimum of 20% off the job learning and that really does depend on your role. If you're doing a degree or you're learning to be an accountant the likelihood is you will have to be sitting in a classroom learning lots and lots of theory around that particular profession. However it might well be that you're doing something that's a lot more hands-on. So perhaps if you're doing carpentry, it might be that a lot of your learning experience is, is actually happening there on the job, and therefore that will be your learning experience. And therefore you might find that perhaps you only have half a day doing the- theory, or it might be that you have a block placement where you would spend a period of time in college or university learning that theory and underpilling knowledge so that you can take it back to the workplace
2: and apply it. So working for the NHS can potentially be quite a stressful job um, working in hospitals around lots of patients. What type of support would an apprentice get from both the university or the training provider and from the hospital?
1: So yeah, lots of levels of support, as I said, we have a dedicated team who will work with every apprentice to make sure that they're comfortable and happy and understand their rights, responsibilities, and we're there for pastoral support, just somebody to talk to, a little bit confused, not sure about systems and processes. So we take them through the whole journey of their apprenticeship. Also, apprentice will have the support of their manager they will also be given a mentor and a buddy to help them through. We like to buddy apprentices up as well. So we like um, apprentices to know about other apprentices in the trust. Very often we work with cohorts. So the apprentices will have all of their peers within their classroom area to to work with and they'll have classroom reps. And then obviously for our apprentices that are in clinical areas, they'll have additional support with their, their mentors to help them through the the clinical elements so quite a lot of support as well as the college or university personal
2: tutors. Could someone doing a higher level apprenticeship with the NHS expect to be offered a job at the end of their course?
1: Yes for for the higher level degree apprenticeships generally speaking our apprentices are guaranteed a post at the end of their apprenticeship, so our nursing apprentices, once they've achieved their nursing and midwifery pin, are guaranteed a band five and nursing role within the trust. Because we've taken them on a a four year journey of training and development, they're on a very clear pathway, career pathway. For our direct entry, for those lower level apprenticeships that I mentioned, they're a fixed term duration, usually between 15 and 24 months. And whilst there's no guarantee of a post at the end of those, we work very closely with our apprentices to identify roles within the trust that they might want to move into and progress on to. Because remembering if you've just started off as an apprentice and on one of those level two programs, you may want to go off into a variety of different areas. You may have worked in clinics as a, an administrator and think, I think I'd quite like to work clinically. And so we will work with you to develop your passion and, and your career pathway, wherever that
2: may go. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Vanessa. Before you go, do you have any final top tips for someone akin to apply to a nursing and allied professions apprenticeship?
1: Absolutely. Think about the hospital, the trust that you're applying to work in. Ask lots and lots of questions. Also think about the role itself. Find out more about the role. Think about the hours of work. Can you travel easily to and from the hospital? Will you need to park at the hospital? Are there buses that run at six o'clock in the morning to, to get you to work on time? So it's all of those questions. So make sure you do your homework while you're applying and make sure you ask lots and lots of questions. Also think about whether it's a patient facing role that you'd like or perhaps a, a non-patient facing role really think about your needs and, and your aspirations as well
0: thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app You can also find us on Instagram, where we are at TakeYourPlace underscore HE, on Twitter at TakeYourPlaceHE, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TakeYourPlaceHE. You can also email us with any questions, requests, or just to let us know what you think on info at TakeYourPlace.ac.uk.